This audio is brought to you by muslimcentral.com. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Once again, bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. So inshallah ta'ala, we'll keep uh, tonight's very short. Alhamdulillah, rabbil ameen. As you've seen now, the uh, trailer for meeting Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and there will be other relevant content to that series, inshallah ta'ala, coming up to really prepare our hearts for that series, bismillah. And what it would be like to be with the beloved sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So look out for more webinars, for more uh, videos, inshallah ta'ala, to prepare us for that series. And of course, the Quran 30 for 30, inshallah ta'ala, which will also be starting ta'ala next week. And finally, I want to remind you all, inshallah ta'ala, of the Greet Ramadan with Sadaqah program. If you donate at the link below ta'ala, in the description, then you can put the amount that you give in Ramadan inshallah ta'ala and it will process on the first day of Ramadan ta'ala. And alhamdulillah, every year we look forward to the support that we receive from the community to continue to put out these free resources ta'ala. So please do be amongst those that sign up inshallah ta'ala to the Greet Ramadan with Sadaqah uh, program inshallah ta'ala at the link below and of course we also have the ramadan prep webinar coming up this weekend bidnillah. so with that inshallah ta'ala i'm going to make this uh, a shorter um uh, halaqa inshallah khatra inshallah and that is um a question that often gets asked especially as we go up into ramadan how often should i be reciting the quran in the sense of uh, how many khatms should i do should i recite it all uh, should i complete the quran should my goal be to complete the recitation of the Qur'an? Should my goal be to push myself to maybe recite it twice? Should I be looking to finish half of the Qur'an? How do I um, you know, juggle the desire to finish the Qur'an with the desire to also read it in a way that I can ponder it and that I can enjoy it? What if I have difficulty with the recitation? Should I be focusing on reading the translation as well? Um, you know, Pausing, making sure that I'm understanding it. And I want to first begin by saying that in Ramadan, you want to engage the Qur'an in any way possible, right? And engaging the Qur'an in any way is a form of ibadah, it's a form of worship. Whether you are engaging it by listening to its recitation or reciting it yourself or pondering upon its verses or understanding something deeper about it, all of it is a form of ibadah insha'Allah ta'ala. Even reading the translation is a form of ibadah in, in the intention of wanting to understand the Qur'an. It's not the same as reciting the actual verses of the Qur'an, but it is a ibadah uh, in that sense, right? If the intention is to gain knowledge and gain closeness to Allah and gain a, a greater understanding of the Qur'an. So that's the first thing. You want to engage the Qur'an in multiple ways. The second thing is that Ramadan is certainly a month of recitation. And so, yes, we do see that the Salaf, the pious predecessors, used to push themselves in Ramadan to recite the Qur'an more in Ramadan than they would outside of Ramadan. It wasn't a month of studying as much as it was a month of reflecting and developing and reciting, right? But with that being said, uh, there's this beautiful statement from Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala anhu where he says about the recitation of the Qur'an, he says, لا تنثروه نثر الدقري ولا تهذوه هذا الشعر He said, رضي الله تعالى عنه, لا تنثروه نثر الدقري Do not recite the Qur'an as if it was, uh, as if it was some dates, uh, ripe dates falling from a tree. So don't scatter uh, the recitation of the Qur'an. So don't, uh, don't recite it as if it's a scattered recitation. But at the same time, he says, وَلَا تَهُذُّهُ هَذَّ الشِّعْرِ 
He said, and do not recite it so quickly that it's like poetry. So don't scatter the recitation as if it's dates falling from a tree. And do not recite it so fast as if it's like poetry. Do not go through it as quickly as you would poetry. He said, He said, instead stop at its uh, at its verses at its uh, its verses that amaze you that cause you pause so qifu inda ajaibihi wa harriku bihi alqulub wa la yakun hamu ahadikum akhira surah he said radiyallahu ta'ala anhu that make sure that you recite it in a way that you move your hearts and do not let the concern of one of you as you are reciting the Quran simply finishing the surah. Don't just think about, I need to finish this much, I need to finish this much. So I'm going to repeat uh, the narration once again. Uh, He was uh, asked about how the Quran should be recited. He said, لا تنثروه نثر الدقلي ولا تهذوه هذا الشعر قفوا عند عجائبه وحركوا به القلوب ولا يكون هم أحدكم آخر السورة. Do not recite it like dates that are falling from a tree. And do not recite it like verses of poetry. But instead stop at the verses that amaze you and let it be that it moves your heart and do not be simply concerned with finishing the surah. Now what does this mean? Obviously, there are different speeds that you recite the Qur'an as well. And it is important to have quantity in mind in the sense that if you don't set any goals for yourself for finishing the Qur'an, for example, or finishing a portion of the Qur'an, then you might fall behind altogether. So it is important, I think, for you to set, inshallah ta'ala, a time period and a goal, a quantifiable goal, but take into consideration the recitation of the verses at a slower pace so that you can have time to reflect, for example. You could do it that way. So you could say that it would take me this amount of time to recite this much Qur'an and to reflect on it a little bit as well and to stop at some verses that move the heart and to ponder upon those verses for some time. So you could do that. You could encompass that with you know a time that suits the goal that you have in mind. You could also divide, as some of the ulama mentioned in this regard, that there's a difference between the recitation to finish a khatam, to finish the uh, the recitation so that you could reach that quantifiable goal, and then standing up and reciting the Qur'an at night in your qiyam, for example, where the Prophet ﷺ would repeat the same verse over and over and over again, and uh, he would spend the entire night ﷺ with one ayah, right, uh, and make dua with it and cry and reflect upon it. So there's a difference between the recitation of the verses at night where you slowly recite the verses and you uh, reflect upon them and you cry with them and you make dua with them. Or there's also the recitation, you know, if, if you're sitting outside, for example, and you are pondering during the day, we talked about tadabbur and tafakkur last week, this idea of contemplation and reflection. You're pondering during the day, you're reading its verses, you're really taking your time to look up and to, and to say Alhamdulillah, to say SubhanAllah, to, uh, to really let the Qur'an move your heart. And uh, Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala anhu, of course, loved the Qur'an so much. You know, he describes, for example, the, uh, the Hawamim, the, the surahs that start off with Hamim. Uh, he said that when he would get to those surahs in the Qur'an, it was like he got into some beautiful gardens. And so what do you do when you get to these beautiful gardens? You stop and you take time to observe and to smell the flowers and to uh, to really uh, in, you know take into into your heart the beauty of what is around you and so 
Uh, it is also natural that you might be attached to certain parts of the Qur'an. You should be attached to all of the Qur'an, of course, but certain parts might uh, get to you because of your circumstances, because of just a certain thing about those surahs or those stories that relate to you. But it's natural. Even Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu, who certainly loved the whole Qur'an, would stop at certain surahs as well and take his time uh, and enjoy those surahs a little bit more. And he described the Hawamim in another narration as, as like these silk uh, garments, these beautiful silk garments uh, of the Qur'an. So the point is, dear brothers and sisters, you have to have some recitation of the Qur'an that is with some reflection time and some pause. And it is a good idea to quantify to an extent. So even the Salaf, as they talked about, the pious predecessors talked about the importance of reflection, they still set goals for themselves and they still would try to recite the Qur'an a certain amount of times. But at the same time, they took that into consideration with the time that they spent with the Qur'an and all of it is ibadah. So yes, if you want to set a, a smaller goal, for example, in terms of how much you'll recite, but at the same time, give it the same amount of time that you would have given for a longer goal so that you can give your time more, give yourself more time to reflect and to ponder, then do so in the Nahi Ta'ala. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to fill our hearts with the Qur'an, to, to allow our tongues to be busy with the Qur'an and our thoughts to be busy with the Qur'an in the month of Qur'an. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us people of Qur'an. Allahumma ameen. Jazakumullahu khayran. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa